guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. All right, listen, I'm a person who, if you, like, want me to do something but don't tell me, I'm, I'm go- if I know that you want me to do something and then you don't tell me to do it, I'm not going to do it. I'm really sorry. Um, but, like, I'm big into, if you ask me to do something, I will do it for you. If I, I do, like, nice things for people without them asking. That's, like, important to me to just show kindness and love. But if you want me to do something but don't tell me to do it, like, if you just expect me to clean up after you, you that, that pan will be dirty for days. That... <laughs> then this is not a shot at my wife. We clean together at home. Um, if you want me to compliment your new hair, you're like, oh my goodness, my new haircut was so expensive. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything to you. I just won't. I, and I know it's not healthy. I'm, pray for me. Um, but that is the way that I am. Uh, and a lot of times, we, this is about expectations. When people expect things of you, a lot of times we have expectations for how our lives should go. <clears throat> and... They don't. It just doesn't, right? We have expectations about how things are going to turn out, how people should treat us, and it just doesn't go that way. And we have an expectation of what God is supposed to do for us sometimes. And when that expectation is not met, big, bad things happen. Often, God does not meet our, our expectations. Um, Dave and I are reading a book together called Unexpected by Christine Kane, and it's, it's just story after story about people have these expectations about, I'm a Jesus follower, so disease shouldn't touch my family. So we shouldn't have trouble, you know, starting a family, having children together. Like, this is a, it's a book all about people whose expectations were changed. Expectations were not met. The expectations they had for God we're not met. We talk a lot in this room about apex moments. And tonight, uh, with the rebrand, with the new logo, new look, I want to talk a little bit more about what apex moments are and, uh, and maybe take a look at our expectations for an apex moment. Because sometimes God doesn't meet our expectations of an apex moment. Sometimes what we think this moment should look like is not what it really looks like. We're coming fresh off of convention, and I know some of you in here had an encounter with God. Some of you had your first encounter with God, your first real encounter with Jesus at convention. Some of you expected that, and you feel like you didn't get it. So we're going to talk about expectations. I think we have this picture. Let me paint a picture of what personally, I shouldn't speak for anyone else, but I have a personal uh, expectation of what an apex moment looked like for me before I was calling them that. But uh, for me, it feels like uh, it feels like it's just you and God in the room, but it's probably a packed stadium because you need that hype, right? It feels like it feels like a dark, quiet, reverent moment, but there's probably a giant band playing loud and, and bright stage lights. It probably looks like you crying uncontrollably. It probably looks, feels like, you know, that you're in this cocoon of love, like a, like a hug, like a perpetual hug. You feel like God and he's speaking right to you. And let me say, a lot of times that is what an apex moment will feel like. I shouldn't say a lot. Sometimes that is what an apex moment feels like. But sometimes the part that I, the apex moment I want to hone in on is the one that doesn't look like that. The the apex moment, the encounter with God, the mountaintop experience with God that doesn't quite look like a huge emotional experience. I think we need to, to 
check our expectations of our emotions, the emotions that should accompany an apex moment, because they're not always what we experience, even when God is showing up. So you might, not, you might know what happens when expectations are not met. Um, Suzanne Stabile says this, expectation is resentment waiting to happen. Expectation is resentment waiting to happen because when your expectations are not met, it turns into disappointment. And disappointment over a long period of time turns into resentment. And I'm not just disappointed in God, but I have this deep resentment toward God because he didn't meet what I thought my apex moment was going to look like. This is often the beginning of many divorces. People get into a marriage together. They both have expectations of what marriage, married life is going to look like. And then they realize they married a human being. <laughs> and human beings are hard to be in relationship with. And sometimes we hurt each other. And our expectations are not met. And now I've been dating Sam for six years when we got married, which is a long time. But let me tell you, at every stage of a relationship, things change. You learn a lot about a person when you get married and move in together. Things change. I did not, my expectations were shattered about what that life was going to look like. Now, let me tell you, it's still great, but it was not my expectation of what it would be like. When expectations aren't met, it leads to disappointment, and disappointment over a long period of time leads to resentment. And we have to decide what needs to change. If God is not meeting my expectations, what needs to change? Because I believe God is good. I have seen him be good in my life. I have seen him be good all over human history. So if God doesn't need to change. Maybe it's my expectation that needs to change. I would suggest if we adjust our expectations of what an apex moment looks like, we're going to realize we have been having them for a lot longer than we think. We have a way more experiences with God than we give ourselves credit for. If you adjust your expectations, you're going to stop feeling that disappointment and you're going to find that God is meeting you more often than you realize. And the best way to develop correct expectations is to look at what God has done. Check out God's pattern and, and use that to adjust your expectations. So we're going to look at some mountaintop experiences, a, a few that we've looked at in here before as we have um, unveiled the whole apex idea and what an apex moment, a mountain experience is like. We've talked about some of these people before. So let's talk again uh, with a man named Moses. Moses is a man in history who had a bit of an identity crisis because he was born an Israelite man um, but the Israelites were enslaved by the Egyptians and they were killing babies at the time. And so his, his Israelite mother said, I don't want my baby to die. So she, so she hid him so, as he wouldn't, so he wouldn't be killed. And then an Egyptian woman found this baby and this baby, this Israelite child, grew up in the palace in royalty of Egypt, which is a big deal. So this Israelite man is now considered royalty, a prince, in Egypt, lived with the Pharaoh, like was, was a big deal when all his other people were slaves. So he had a big uh, identity crisis. This all comes to a head when he sees an Egyptian slave driver beating an Israelite slave. And so he looks around and he's like, I'm not taking this. These are my people. And he kills the, the slave driver. And so he buries the body and he thinks things are cool. And then he starts to realize somebody saw, because word gets around. And people are like mocking him, like Israel, his people. And he's like, guys, I killed a man for you. And his people are saying, who are you? Who do you think you are? Who put you in charge of me? I saw you kill that guy. And Pharaoh found out too. And he said, all right, I know Moses is my family and from my household, but he is a murderer and he calls for the death penalty on Moses. So Moses, respected by no one, 
hits the road. He takes off and he runs. And Moses' apex moment starts in the wilderness because he's hiding from his past. He's hiding from his problems. He takes a dead-end job as a sheep sitter. And so he is watching sheep as a shepherd. And uh, he has this experience where he's uh, on a mountain and he sees a bush. The bush is on fire. The bush is on fire but not turning to ash, which is odd. Uh, The bush begins to talk. More odd. The bush knows his name. That's not okay. If the bush starts talking to you, the bush calls you by name. And we find out that this is God um, showing himself in the form of this bush, and he's having this conversation with Moses. And God says, listen, before we go there, the first thing I want to talk about, this is not necessarily on the emotion part, but Moses was not looking for an apex moment. He was not looking for an encounter with God. Moses was just chilling, and God approached him. That's one thing about an apex moment. Um, The apex moment is about God. It's not, we thought, earlier this year, we talked about how the moment is not about me. The mountain is not about me. It's about the giver of the moment. It's about God, his glory, his presence, his purpose. So you may not be looking for him, but he's still going to find you. So Moses was not looking for God on the mountain, but he found God on the mountain. And God said, he starts this conversation. God says, my people, the Israelites are enslaved by Egypt and they're crying out for a savior. They're crying out to be saved from slavery. And, um, God says, well, this is the time, it's now, and it's going to be you that are going to lead them, the Israeli people, your people, out of Egypt in slavery. So these events are recorded in the book of Exodus. And uh, in chapter 3, 9 through 10, God says this, Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I've seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. I am sending you, little old baby sheep sitter, to go talk to the king of Egypt, the Pharaoh, I'm sending you, for I'm sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. So this is where Moses gets his emotion on the mountain. This is where he gets his emotional experience. And I don't know what your expectation is for an apex moment, but I have a feeling it's not what Moses experienced. Because in his apex moment, his emotion was fear. <laughs> he was not crying because of this big perpetual hug or the voice of God had just just said exactly what he needed to hear. He was peeing his pants. He was terrified. Let me tell you um, a couple, two, three, four, five references. Um, but Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? But Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? But Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Moses kept protesting because he was terrified. He was so scared. God, I can't do that. Listen, I know you're good to your people and you're trying to save them and you're really smart. But have you thought this plan through? Do you know me? That's what Moses is saying. Have you really thought this plan through? He had all kinds of questions and concerns and God kept giving him the same answer. Trust me. In, in more words, he said, do you trust me? Do you believe that I can use you to do this? All right, God, you are trustable. You are faithful. I can believe that you have the best plan, so I'm going to follow it. Good? We've established that. <clears throat> but Moses pleaded with the Lord, oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I've never been, and I'm not now. Even though you've spoken to me, I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. But Moses again pleaded. Are you hearing this guy? 
He again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. I love that. He doesn't even have a reason at this point. He's like, God, I, I, anybody else, it can't be me. So much so that God gets fed up. <laughs> he, he begged so hard that God's like, whatever, dude. Okay. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right. He said, what about your brother, Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well. Take him with you. Whatever you need to get over yourself, this is what we'll do. Here's what I'm getting at. When Moses had his apex moment, he did not come off the mountain crying because of his emotional experience. He did not come out off the mountain with the warm fuzzies. Moses had a moment, and he was terrified. He was scared. The moment was not an experience to have. It was a conversation with him and God that was about God. God speaking to Moses, and it was leading him somewhere. There's another apex moment with a more mature God follower, um, and his name was Elijah. And this one's recorded in the book of 1 Kings. Elijah was a prophet. So God would speak to Elijah. He would give him a message, and Elijah would give that message to the people of Israel. So Elijah was a prophet. He was a spiritual leader. He was the mouthpiece, the voice of God. Uh, he, was a, he was a good one. He was a good prophet even. So God would give him these words, and he would, he would relay them to the Israelites. But again, we're confronted with expectations because um, Elijah had expectations. If I'm a good prophet, he was, I wonder if he was a three on the Enneagram. Um, Elijah had these expectations. He said, if, I'm, if I do what you tell me, this thing should turn out right. If I do, if I give the message that you've called me to give, then, then why do people hate me? <laughs> That's what Elijah says. God, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Why did they kill all the other prophets and I managed to escape? If I'm being obedient to you, why is everything falling apart and no one's listening to me? His expectations were not met. Elijah was looking for God. Moses wasn't. Elijah was looking to talk to God. And uh, he, I think he was a little upset. He wanted to ask God, what was going on? Why is my life as a prophet not reflective of the goodness of God? These are not good times. So God met him on the top of a mountain for an apex moment. We can read about that in 1 Kings 19, 11 through 12. So the angel said, go and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And the Lord passed by. A strong wind tore through the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. This may sound familiar. After the wind, the earth shook, but the Lord was not in the shaking of the earth. After the earth shook, a fire came, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came the sound of gentle blowing. Other translations will say a still, small voice or a gentle whisper. And this is where Elijah is flooded with his emotional response. I don't know what your expectation for an apex moment is, but I would wager it is not what Elijah experienced. Because Elijah's main emotion that he experienced overwhelmed in his apex moment, his emotion, was awe. It was just awe. When Elijah heard it, he put his coat over his face and went out and stood at the opening of the hole or the cave. To cover his face was a moment of reverence. To say, God, you are, I, I may have come up here angry. <laughs> I had some other emotions before I got here, but now I get it. I'm sorry. And he says, all right, I am reverent to you. He's, it was a moment of respect. Of, that word awe is like, you know the word awesome that we just like use all the time? <laughs> the word awe, to be in awe of something, seems like it has so much power to me. It's a, a moment of reverence that Elijah had with God. His response was, God is holy. That holy word we've talked about it means set apart, it means different, it means bigger, more than me. It's something different than I am. It's way bigger. God is holy. 
So Elijah was able to get this stuff off his chest. He was able to talk to God and say, my expectations are not being met. What gives? What's going on? God gave him a mission to anoint the next prophet, the new prophet. And here's what I'm getting at. When Elijah had his apex moment, he did not come off the mountain crying. He did not come off the mountain with the warm fuzzies. He came down in awe of an awesome God with a plan and a purpose. The moment was not an experience to have. It was a conversation that was more about God, more about the moment giver than it was about Elijah. And it was leading him somewhere. For the last one, I'm not going to be talking about a specific apex moment, um, but about a man who had a lot of them because Jesus was constantly encountering his father, God, on the mountain. His life and ministry is recorded in four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You may have heard of them. And those people all recorded Jesus' life. They followed him closely, um, and they, they, they heard stories of what he did, and they, they gathered all this information, and they wrote about Jesus' life. Google it, and you're going to find a huge list of references of Jesus praying. Jesus praying on the mountain, even specifically on a mountain, you're going to see Jesus did it over and over and over. And those are just the times that those writers chose to record. There's a, a very small sample of the times he actually prayed that, times he actually had an apex moment. There was a man named Paul several, several years after Jesus. He, he talked about prayer to Christians in Thessalonica um, in, the, in that city. And he said to them, never stop praying. There's another verse, version that says, uh, pray without ceasing. I like that. It sounds a little more spiritual. Pray without ceasing. Never stop praying. And that doesn't mean that we spend our entire lives with every head bowed and every eye closed, but it means we are continually checking in with God. How, how often do you pray? How often that we're check in with God? How often do you check in with God? Do you pray over your just meals or just before bed or just when you wake up? Or do you have an angry thought at a friend in chemistry and say, God, help me to get rid of that thought because that's not of you? Or do you see um, someone drop their things in the hallway and you just want to walk by? Do you say, God, help me to do the right thing here and help them? How often do you check in? How much is God actually on your mind. That's what it means to pray without ceasing. That's what it means to never stop praying. Praying. Prayer is a lifestyle. It should be a lifestyle. That should be our goal. And Jesus understood that, and he modeled it. And check out this quote. We've used it before. James McDonald said, mountaintop experiences often emerge from the regular spiritual disciplines of our lives. Don't expect God to show up in dramatic ways if you don't show up before him in faithful consistent ways. And I wouldn't necessarily that that mean, I wouldn't say that that means when you maintain spiritual disciplines, he's going to give you a big dramatic experience. I think that the point here is that when you maintain spiritual disciplines, he's going to turn those into dramatic experiences. He's going to turn those into a moment. And again, you may not be crying. You may not have this big emotional response, but it is still a moment with the creator of the universe. And we need to treat it that way and recognize that our morning prayer is an apex moment. That your prayer over dinner is an apex moment because you get to talk to the creator of the universe. Showing up in consistent and faithful ways. And this is where Jesus' experience 
Um, he experienced his emotional response, not so much an emotion. Uh, but I don't know what your expectation for an apex moment is, but I have a feeling it's not quite the way Jesus did it. Because in his apex moment, his experience was less about emotion and more about consistency. Here's what I'm getting at. When Jesus had his continual apex moments, he did not come out off the mountain crying every single time. He did not come off the mountain with the warm fuzzies every single time. He came down with a closer relationship because he had a a conversation with his father. He showed up faithfully and consistently. God shows up every time we call on his name. Every time. Every time we call on him, he is there. And when we call on him daily through spiritual disciplines, we are having daily apex moments with him. We are having constant, if we pray without ceasing, if we never stop praying, we are never coming down from that mountain. We are never stopping the apex moments with God because he is there every single time you call him. If your expectations for the mountaintop experience are that you have to feel a certain way, that it can only happen on special occasions, it has to happen in some big, dramatic, spectacular way, you may need to adjust your expectations because expectation is resentment waiting to happen. Let's remember what apex moments looked like in history. Remember that Moses was terrified. Remember that Elijah saw God's holiness. And remember that Jesus showed up consistently for daily, continual, consistent, faithful moments with God. And let's model our expectations after God's pattern. Your moment might scare you. It will probably show you how big your God is. And it will make you feel closer to him, more connected to him, because it's happening consistently when you recognize that every prayer, every time you call on God, is a moment with him. Especially as you compound these moments daily, you're going to realize that it's, it's still dramatic. <laughs> it's still spectacular. It's still significant, even when it's every day, even when it's several times a day. Let's pray. God, thank you that you call, that when we call on you, you meet us. That your word says that you respond to your people. That when we call on you, when you draw near to you, you draw near to us, God. And help us to see that every interaction we have with you, every time we call on you, you are there. You are with us. And you are giving us a mountaintop experience every time we call on your name. Help us to recognize that and to show up in faithful, consistent ways for you, God. Help us to remember, to see the mountaintop that way, to to adjust our expectations and to see the mountaintop not as a huge emotional experience, but as a faithful, consistent, spiritual, disciplined, oriented situation where we need to be close to you daily and every time we call on you, it's a moment. It's a mountaintop experience anytime we connect with you, God. Thank you so much that you meet with us. We love you and we praise you. In your precious name we pray. Everybody said... Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.